Hello, neighbor. What's up? What's up? Okay, so this is the last episode in October. <gasps> oh, October actually practically flew. When October started, I didn't know it would go by this fast. I got a lot done in this October. Received a lot of opportunities. Um, a lot of things I also turned down. I don't know. Trying to write about October, talk about October in one minute is a lot. And it's a month that I journaled the most for, you know, when you consider that I haven't journaled as much, maybe in two months or thereabouts. So being able to document October, take this journey, it's just been like, oh, okay. I, how was October for you? I'm just going to put out in a poll. Like if October was great say yay if it was this if it was that i'll just kind of give options i haven't thought about all of it yet i mean october wasn't perfect but i didn't expect it to be it was a learning curve and i'm just super grateful for that also the air totally smells like christmas who else thinks the air smells like christmas oh so fascinating okay so um Let's get into the story. Whatever gist there is, we'll be talking the gist as we're telling the story. So today's story is Talk Flatty to Me. Oh, just the name by Livy Hart. I've, I've actually been looking so forward to telling you this one and I'm excited that it's finally out. I mean, the promotional videos have been out even before I release this. And there'll be more promotional videos coming up later, maybe in two weeks or thereabouts. So just look forward to it, okay? And definitely by God's grace, we should finish the story next Monday. The story starts with Piper, our lead female, like the main character, the girl. She moved back from LA to her parents' house two months ago. She had initially gone to LA to pursue her dreams of becoming a voice actress, but she wasn't getting consistent gigs. I mean, freelancers in the house can relate. Moving back into her childhood home was tough. She had to deal with nine, like nine, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine rowdy brothers, babysit her pregnant mom, deal with student loan collectors calling her. And on top of all of this, it's not like she had a friend in town, like single, that they can be like, okay, let's go to bar and unwind. Everybody's settling down because it's a small town, traditional. I think she's about 25 or so as of this time of the story. We'll confirm that as the story goes on. She, she, she wanted to go the path of career woman, but her one was not working. Money, no, they come in. She had to come back to parents' house, okay? On top of that, no friend to hang out with and, you know, tell about your woes because everybody's busy raising a family, Okay? Even her immediate elder brother, Caleb, that she's very close to, they're, they're practically like twins, a year apart or so. That one too is married. He's married to one of Piper's close friends from college and they already have a baby. One kid's baby like that's cats. So one Saturday evening, Piper just went to a bar by herself. She hasn't she hadn't gone to that bar in years. She has to, she went there because she wanted to escape from her family house. So there she ran into her high school ex-boyfriend, Sam. Her friends in the city called him Hefty because when they broke up, did not end well. So she went to town. Obviously, you badmouth your ex. Some people do it. So because of that thing now, her friends in the city, they nicknamed him Hefty because they thought of him as trash for what he did to her. The last time that she saw him, he had a boyish build. But looking at this guy now and his old man, lines, angles, well, built, you're like, oh, whoo, the years have been kind to this one. Me? What the years bestowed on me is that's. Okay, 
So the last time she had also spent time with him after their breakup was at the high school's annual scavenger hunt. She had been a junior and he a senior. And that same night, she had pulled a stunt that nearly got him banned from the town's Catholic church. It was bad. What she had done was she filmed him in his drunkest state, throwing up in a confessional booth at the church, uploaded it on every platform and tagged everyone she knew. It had gone viral. And seven years later, it's not still a forgotten memory. Sam was civil, even with all of this. He tried to buy a drink. She refused. She wanted to return home because she's like, ah, looks like that house I was escaping from is better than being here at the bar with this guy here is uncomfortable. But she reasoned, reasoned it and said, ah, if I go back home, it's physical stress. I'll be subjected to take care of this person. Do this one, do that one. But if I stay here, there was this... Uh, is only disturbing me in my mind. I can just ignore him or something. Eventually, she agreed to let him buy her a drink. So he ordered a drink for her. She was, and then he ordered her favorite drink, Blue Moon or something like that. She was surprised that he remembered that, you know, what she likes to take. So as they took their drinks, they tried to scoot closer to her, like, you know, bring his stool closer. But she just scooting away from him like, ah, why are you coming close? Then he just struck up a conversation and said, ah, that your brother Caleb mentioned that you are permanently back in town. So look at the thing here. That time that Piper and Sam's relationship ended, that time they were dating and broke up. But the bromance, so, because this Sam person is um, Caleb's best friend, like um, Piper's brother, that her elder brother that is a little by one year. He and um, this Sam guy, they're best friends. But when Piper... And Sam, their relationship ended. He went south now. So did the relationship, that bromance between Sam and Caleb. And it had remained that way for years, like six years. They didn't speak to each other because of Piper. However, a year ago, the boys reconnected, like Sam and Caleb, or rather the men, you know, they're men now. They had reconciled, but brother and sister, Piper and Caleb, they're like, we don't talk, we don't talk about Sam. I was trying to go for that too. We tomorrow. don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> okay. So she had been back in town for two months, but never asked any questions about him. Her brother didn't offer any information. Honestly, Piper felt guilty for getting between their relationship. Her brother Caleb was the oldest, and he had always been the responsible one, like his mother's first child. Piper is the second child. But with Sam, that's over responsible boy. He got to have fun, be carefree. So he had many special memories with Sam. But then, as Caleb had to, that he and um, Sam's relationship fractured because of Piper now when they broke up. So Caleb now became withdrawn because he didn't have his guy again to spend time with. Do you get? So to try to make up for this, Piper had actually set Caleb up with her friend, this Jane now that Caleb is married to. So a question Piper asked. Because she was so curious about the new state of Caleb and Sam's friendship. Like she asked them, what's his name, Sam, in real time as they're in the bad day. It now led to them discussing what he did for a living. So Sam is a firefighter. And the thing is, there's a way he now replied the question. Because this Sam is someone that he's so easygoing. He's someone that can talk and, you know, both of you will now start like, ah, it's not like this. It's not like that. You will just start verbally sparring. But that night, Piper, she was not in the mood. She just said, see, I just came out of three days straight of preparing enough casseroles, desserts to feed an entire village. The occasion, the annual Bellini birthday bonanza is coming up. 
Bellinis Piper's surname and a family that normally referred to as the Bellinis. So the annual Bellini birthday bonanza, it was a weekend filled with party yet to celebrate the uncommon coincidence of three May 1st birthdays in one family. Like three of them in their family. They born them May 1. So the Bellinis, there were so many. Come on, imagine a family of 10 children and the mother is still pregnant to give birth to 11 children. That thing mad me. I was like, are you okay? You don't know the meaning of contraceptive. What is your tea and popping out babies? Is it your hobby? Sha, it's people. And maybe it's novel. But I'm pretty sure this is also drawn from real life experience. Because I've Sha heard some people say that will not have money. Not just in Nigeria. Abroad. They will be born in children. Like, I don't know. Back country doesn't exist where you are. I don't know that part. I don't know why that part vexed me, Sha. But... Um, Anyhow, it looks like the parents can afford taking care of all of them in their best way. So, whatever it is, it's not me that is burning them. So, anyhow, the Bellinis are a large family and they have many friends. So, their parties are normally packed, ah, full of people. So, Piper's dad is is known as Principal Giovanni Bellini. Her mom is Catherine Bellini. So, Principal Giovanni, he's normally no, he's normally referred to him as Gio in this book, yeah. But Catherine is Catherine, okay. <laughs> so she, Catherine works on the city council, you know. Piper's dad is the principal, and her mother, like I said, pregnant with eleventh baby. Sam hadn't expected um, Piper when she was like, oh, she's a voice actress because he's a firefighter. She's a voice actress. She's like, ah, he was like, I thought you'd be teacher. Or social media manager be going by the stones you pulled on me years ago also there was a time she briefly did youtube videos so she was like hey you know that voice acting like everything else these days it requires you have to have brand for the voice acting that she was interested in doing piper she had to look good because it's one of those voice acting where they'll film the voice actors in the studio and they'll now use the footage for publicity instagram publishers youtube channels things like that so sam had initially not wanted to be a firefighter because piper knew this and was like ah you followed in your dad footsteps i thought you said you'll never follow because sam and his father does not see eye to eye not really his parents are even divorced and if they happen to be in the same events, they'll be in the opposite sides of the room, that sort of thing. So soon, Piper's attention was drawn to her phone. Anyhow, Sam had changed his mind and he had become a firefighter for his own reasons, not really because of his father, you get. So anyhow, soon, Piper's attention was drawn to her phone. She checked the VoiceFS website for new job openings. None of them were fit for her. She was deflated. Before parting ways with Sam that night, she, he asked that, okay, let's be civil to each other since the probability that we'll be running into each other from today is high. Because for one, he was attending the Bellini birthday bonanza brunch the next day. Caleb had invited him. Piper was furious. She was like, ah, Caleb, yes, I understand. You can reconnect with your friend. It's good. But you have to drag him into my life again, into our lives. So it didn't mean that because he came back into your life, he can come back into my life and I have to put up with him. However, she didn't admit this to Sam because she didn't want to look like I care so much, okay? Then the truth about their breakup was that she had been the one, this Piper girl, she had been the one to ask me break up. This one that is vexing and forming all, why is he coming back? This is that. Now she asked for a break, you understand? And at that time in their high school, Sam had been this popular beloved boy in town. He was driven, hot, kind. He was leaving for college before her. And the thing had just made her feel like so uncertain. Like, ah, 
if he goes to college now, he'll see girls better than me. And then he'll now have to stay loyal to me because Aspa, he's been with me for two years. Let me just let him go so I won't be this clingy girlfriend. So she wanted to break up with him so he could move forward with his life. The poor boy, he had been confused, severely hot. So a few days later, he had been seen kissing another girl by Piper and her mom, Catherine. So Piper was hot because they've been taking, in quotes, a break, but he cheated. So her parents hadn't forgiven Sam to date, okay, actually, specifically her mother, because men know to they send these kind of things. <laughs> Do you get? So Sam was 28 years old. Piper was 27. I'm not really sure about his ages because they're saying Catherine is 44. And I'm now checking. Okay. Catherine's first child is Caleb. He's 28. So when did Sam, Catherine start burning? Like start giving birth to children. Let's calculate it, Sha. So 44 years old, subtracted by 28. Ah, she couldn't have started giving birth at 16, no. So I will confirm the ages again. Look at the thing here. This was the first time Sam would also be showing up at the Bellini's house since the time he and Piper broke up six um six years ago. So you understand? Or well, seven years ago it was at the time of this story. He has not come to the house. And funny enough, this is a house that used to be his second home. Piper's dad was like his second dad, had more time for himself than his dad. It was the man, Gio, that taught him how to fix his first car. And that had taken off six Saturdays, but the man hadn't complained. Piper's mom, Catherine, used to feed him as if she were her, as if Sam were her own son too. And she used to hang a Christmas stocking for him annually. But after he and Piper broke up, she probably burned the thing. So Caleb had been the one who told Sam, ah, Piper is in that bar. So Sam had actually gone to that bar. So he hadn't actually bombed into her coincidentally. He was there on purpose to try to reconcile with her, but it had not gone well. But at least she'd be warned. She'd been warned that she would see him at the birthday brunch. Then the craziest thing happened as he showed up there at the birthday brunch. Him and Piper, they were twinning, you know. That's why they were wearing matching clothes, a yellow jersey and dark jeans. Ah, their jerseys were even fitted in similar spots. It annoyed her, but he found it funny. So he teased her about it. She was pissed off. And the thing is, he enjoyed pissing her off. This is a girl that he's supposed to be getting to her good graces or because he needs a big favor from her. But <laughs> teasing her is just sweeter. So sometime during the birthday brunch, Piper saw a notification on her phone. And, you know, because she's always constantly checking out her phone now for uh, which gigs are open, which one can I apply to and audition for. So the notification that popped up on her phone was... Dala and Damien Gentry were coming to Boston for an open casting call. They were a big deal in the audiobook industry and they invented the type of narration that Piper was trying to break into. Usually, producers scout for talents themselves. But in this case, they were holding an open audition. It was a rare opportunity. But look at the thing about this opportunity. <sighs> it's a pair of a, of a male and female that is needed. So Piper alone cannot audition. She was like, no. Then Kayla was like, okay, okay. I can shadow the male. I mean, it's just voice acting. How hard can it be? Piper is like, even if I could train you, you have too much going on. You you have nurse practitioner classes, clinical rotations, an eight-month-old baby wife. So, so Kayla was like, ah, Piper, are you afraid I will upstage you? Ah, Sam was like, you, you that sound, sound like congested Mark Warbeck. In reply, Caleb was like, we can't all have your deep voice, Mr. February. So, Papa was like, Mr. February? For the Merrifield Counter Firefighters calendar, um, Sam had posed with a, he had posed for a picture with a heart-shaped box full of puppies or kittens, something like that. And he had sold out in 12 minutes. It was for charity on Valentine's Day. 
And the whole thing embarrassed Sam. But apparently it made him a local celebrity because people are like, oh, so adorable, holding puppies, fine man, this kind of thing. So they returned to talking about what Piper would do about the audition thing. She needed a meal. So on impulse, Sam was like, okay, let me help you. It was his way of showing her family that he wasn't a villain. Like they all have painted him to be all these years. Piper was shocked that he actually wanted to help her. But then her mom walked into the kitchen and Sam got nervous because she's actually the one who really has issue with him in the family, Catherine Bellini. So Piper enjoyed watching Sam, you know, confidence Sam, lose his um, swagger in front of her mom. So for six years, Piper's mom had been icy to Sam because of Piper, who still hated Sam. A few minutes later, Piper's phone, the one that she needs to stay updated on new job postings, the thing crashed to the ground, the screen broke. The phone was only short. It would cost hundreds of dollars that she didn't have to fix it. Ah! So all these things are making her desperate. It was four days away from the audition. Piper, she was like, I can't make it. Just forget it. So she's like, she felt that Sam offering to help her. It's just because he felt sorry for her. She's like, I don't want to take that kind of help. You know, I have my pride, you know. Then, as if that wasn't bad enough, Piper is reeling. This guy came into my life. My phone crashed. Her six-year-old brother innocently just came into the room and was like, hey, Sam, come play video games with me. So Piper was like, hey, you've not, Nico, you've not seen him in years. She, then came, the Nico guy, her six-year-old um, brother was like, what are you talking about? We play video games all the time at Caleb's house. She was like, all the time? It made Piper feel betrayed as if um, all her family is secretly surrounding Steven Sam back into the fold again without her knowledge, that sort of thing. So it's like, okay. Again, I get you and Caleb can be chummy, but do you have to involve all my brothers? Ah, and look at the thing here. Piper is the only girl. She's the only daughter her mother gave birth to. So it's only boys around her. Her nine brothers. <laughs> and it gets worse. Sam is the godfather of Caleb's daughter. The cat, um, small cat girl, um, K-A-T. Piper was enraged. She was like, Caleb, why didn't you tell me? Kayla was like, wait, 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 what, what was it like? Why am I making a video out of this? I'm telling you now. So before Piper knew it, she was yelling. Because what is all this? Why is everything not working out? And this Sam, he's back in the life. This one, that one. Kayla was like, Piper, chill. And then the party got chaotic. I mean, it's already a Bellini's party with how many children running around. There was so much going on that I'm not going to talk about. You can read, a, you can read the novel and find out if you want. But next thing. Nico now ran into the room. That same six-year-old brother that reviewed that ah, they used to play game with Sam all the time. And then he was with a knockout. You know knockouts now that we used to do for... We used to blow and throw during Christmas time we were small. I don't know what I'm saying. We, I'm always old. <laughs> I hardly ever threw that thing. I was always so scared of it. I think I threw it only once or twice in my entire childhood. Even till now. I don't know how well I'll do it. I beg. You get... So Nico carried knockouts. That thing now that once you light up, you throw it out. So now do ba ba ba. I mean, or sometimes five, depending on. But the most common was that three times one. I know it has a spark thing. Yeah. So that's when Nico carried to run inside room and it was lit. You understand? He was like, hey, 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 hey. So as everybody said, they're like, oh my God. Next day, the thing now do ba in Nico's hand. He now threw it. The thing now fell. Now landed on cotton. Like I said, it sparks. So the fire now caught the cotton. The cotton now started, it now started a fire. So it started a lot of commotion, trying to get the children away. Nico explaining that, ah, that he did not know. He thought that the knockout was a sparkler. You know sparklers now. We also had that during Christmas. That one that you light up. 
It's now starts sparkling and start burning down from the top, pretty lights like stars onto the end. So that's what Nico thought it was. That he didn't know it wasn't that. Yes. So and then the four year old twins, they were now striking in excitement and they come much like, oh, fire, children. <laughs> See, having children in commotion is not a good thing. So Sam fire, ah, dived into firefighter mode, started finding extinguisher. The first extinguisher he found in the house was not working. Had to run to his car and get the extra one he had there. He now used it and put out the fire. He now looked like a hero because he now said, okay, I have blood pressure kits. I have this one for eight kids. Ah. <laughs> so look at the thing here. Sam is not looking like a hero. Why Piper? She had vomit that Caleb's daughter cats, you know, Caleb's because she was carrying Caleb's daughter, so the little girl had vomited on her shoulder, like vomited down her back. So the vomit was dripping down her back. <laughs> Such an uncool moment for her. So two days after the birthday brunch, Piper finally caved in because you know she really needed help. I mean, she had just maybe spent her last money to fix her phone. And she's like, okay, I need this guy's help. So she now went to the fire station and said, so Sam, remember your offer to help me. So this is what it requires. She had, come with coffee, you know, as well. Okay, I brought you something. But he didn't need the coffee, considering he'd been away for 36 hours. And taking more coffee is unwise. But he didn't tell her all those things. She just took the coffee and said thank you because she had made her foot. So about what was required. It was a recorded audition in a studio. They had to go to a studio for the audition studio seven. Now, if they got to be picked, they'd have to schedule a home and studio recording. Piper had a home recording set up in her closet. Then for publicity, footage once, they'll film it in producer studio. As for the kind of story they'll be reading, Piper assumed it would be a trailer since they, it was the in thing that was selling. Then it occurred to Sam that, hmm, now that this girl came to me for help, this is a perfect opportunity to ask her for my own favor you get and what he wanted was for um piper to convince her city councillor mother to drop the grudge she held against him and publicly endorse his mayoral campaign it was true that piper and caleb were both children of the same mother catherine and you can say ah caleb can ask how but the truth is the person's opinion that catherine would actually value you know given the situation of things now is piper's own not caleb so that's the thing it's 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 Piper now that she had he that Sam has to ask to ask her mother to endorse him because he's running for mayor. So after Piper finished telling Sam everything that was involved, she was now looking at him with this scared look, like ah, please don't reject me or please help me. And that was when Sam truly saw that ah, Piper really thinks I'm a cold person. She really doesn't like me. She really doesn't trust me. Does she think I'm that bad? Ha. Huh. Ah. So she's like, he was like, okay, I'm not going to tell her about what I want yet, okay? Because if even if I tell her about what I want, if if we strike up this deal of scratch my back and I scratch yours, but we don't even get past the audition, like our, we are rejected from the audition point, and she still has to help me, she might even grow more bitter. Let me not tell anything until we finish this audition first. Do you understand? So... If Sam was going to do something, he was someone that likes to give it his 100%. So now that he has decided I'm going to audition for this thing, you get, he was not like, okay, let me just put on my mind to learn how to do very well in this audition. And this was already a few days away before his mayor petition was due. Because at this point, he's talking to Piper. He's not yet out on newspapers or public information that he's running for mayor. 
Okay, it's still it's still like an in-house thing, but it's gonna be out in the papers in a few days. He's like, okay, let me use this few days time to show Piper that I'm committed to this gig, so that she can see when it comes out that ah, I'm still a nice person. So he and Piper now started practicing reading lines together. It was a sci-fi book like that. So the audiobook genre they were doing was called head hopping immersive fiction, where you got insights to a character's thoughts and also read a lot of dialogue. Before they called it a day, Sam asked her, just please um send me a link to a voice actor you like. Let me just study the material myself and prepare to. As Piper got home that day, her mom now told her that did you know that Sam is running for mayor? Piper was shocked. Ah, but he's young. Why would he do that at his age? Ah, does is that why he showed up at brunch? To cozy up to my family? Ah, that feels slimy. And Catherine felt Sam was only helping Piper as a ploy to use her to get to Catherine to endorse his mayoral run. Which is true, technically speaking. But, you know, we know it's more than that. But, I mean, it's not like as simple as white and black. He's not being manipulative. Okay? So... She hated Sam for hooking up with Piper's friend after she asked for a break. She felt somebody that could do that kind of thing, that you asked for a break, but he already just moved on and cheated on you. Ah, that kind of person can't be trusted. So that's the thing. That's why Catherine really doesn't like um Sam. So Catherine's mom and Piper's grandmother, Nona, was like, ah, if we should rest now, forgive him. Haba. They understand what things have happened in life. They did not hear her. So that's... um. The day of the audition came, Piper confronted Sam about what her mother said. He was dismissive. Like, I'm like, it's not entirely, I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. And she's like, see, politicians are slimy and fake. So at the studio, Sam wasn't nervous. And it's understandable that he's not nervous because he's not the one saying it as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But Piper was jittery. In that studio, there were many recognizable voice acting pairs that were vying for the same position that um, Sam and Piper came for. So a few minutes before they were to go in for their own audition, Sam now chose this moment to tell Piper the truth that ah, it's actually your mom's endorsement I'm doing all these things for. Piper was angry, but she didn't get the chance to really express it because they had to enter the boat for the audition. She did get out that her mom would endorse him after, in quotes, everything that happened. That last part was something that Sam didn't get. Like, our relationship didn't work out. That's it. I don't get why all of you are mad at me. Because he doesn't know their own version of events yet. Okay? Now, Sam is a brilliant public speaker. Because that just re- to him, that requires being genuine with your audience. But voice acting was different. He has to be a different person. So Dala and Damien Gentry were a couple and the producers of the Studio 7. So Damien, the guy, the man, he notices the RTF, the logo on Sam's sweater. And he's like, oh, you're a firefighter. So Damien had a cousin who was a firefighter. So he knew, you know, from your cousin now, you would know that, ah, this firefighting thing thoughtful. So he's like, ah, Sam, I tell you, guy, I heal you for your service. Then Piper was like, uh, but he's not going to wear that sweater to record. Sam, take off the sweater. Are you thinking what I'm thinking right now about Piper? Is she a B? Like a major B or what? Like the way I did not like <laughs> the way I did not like Piper for more than half this novel. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you would actually think that would make me not like the book. But it made me keep going to be like, well, I like her. And I like Sam. In fact, I was hoping that it would be one of those books that a girl will find someone else and a girl can go and knock her head and walk. Because what? Piper was annoying Shiggy. I beg. So, <laughs> I 
had to get this one out. She was just so annoying. Please, so Sam took off the sweater. Underneath, he had a dress shirt on. So before they dive into the audition, Sam now gave Piper a reassuring wink. I mean, it's so good for her. After everything she said, take off the sweater, I took off the sweater. I haven't given her a reassuring wink because you no, know, she's nervous. Kai, I beg, that guy is decent. I beg, I loved... Please, Sam is the guy. Sam is the guy. He deserves better, way better than Piper. So they start recording and they find out that the general is sexy romance. Like, very sexy romance. <laughs> With plenty of dirty talk. So explains the title of the novel, Talk Flatty to Me. When they had dated back in high school... I mean, their relationship had lasted for two years and they hadn't had sex, although they did a lot of other stuff. So, but in this novel that both of them are, you know, doing audiobook about, <laughs> there's a whole lot of sexual things, sexual everything's going on. So after the audition, they now finally started arguing about Sam's dishonesty, uh, the genre that will be reading, because Sam was like, you have not, you have not told me that it would be this genre, um, Papa was like, I did not know. So Sam was like, actually, I went to find you at the bar to smoothen things out. It was Caleb that told me you'll be at the bar. But he didn't help me because of the endorsement. He just wanted everybody to get a look. Papa refused to help about my mother. I'm not going to talk to her on your behalf. Forget about it. Do you understand? So right before she could enter her car and drive away, Sam had to ask the question that has been bothering him since. Like, what does, uh, after everything that happened, what does it mean? How can you be so angry with me when you're the one who broke up with me? Now, look at her. She was like, we were on a break. I asked for time. Sam was like, your words were, I can't do this, Sam. That's breaking up. She's like, no. I said, I can't do this right now. But you moved on a few days later. Sam was sorry for making a mistake that night with Piper's friend. The girl had told him that Piper was done with him. This friend, in quotes of Piper, had been the one to tell um, Sam that, hmm, see, Piper said the past she's not doing with you again. No, do you understand? Piper felt betrayed. My friend said that. But she's like, okay, let's say she said all of that. Yes, okay. Then, but is that why you have to go and have sex with her? We saw you having sex in the car. Someone was like, what? I, I didn't. Like, because they had seen him kiss her and pull off his top and he was drunk. He's like, no, we didn't. No, we didn't do that. So Piper felt relief, like, oh, okay, they didn't do anything. Maybe they just kissed and maybe some things, but because that, that part was what was really paining her. And honestly, I get it. I, I really get it. <laughs> oh my God. It's one thing. I think one of my friends one time a while ago, one time she texted me, I think someone she was saying at the time, you know, happened to kiss a girl and she was crying. Oh my God, look at what happened with this guy. And, you know, she didn't even tell me the guy kissed someone. She was like, oh my God, my boyfriend cheated on me. And I was not listening, I was not listening. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Obviously, you have to come for your friend. And the next thing I had to ask was, what exactly happened? And she's like, he kissed someone else. I was like, oh, okay, it's just a kiss. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've seen Shige in this life. That kiss is looking normal. <laughs> it's looking like, oh, nothing happened yet. <laughs> Obviously, that's a big deal. You shouldn't go around kissing people when you have someone. However, it's better than <laughs> sleeping with them. <laughs> so, oh, this is just my two cents, diary. All of them are bad, but you get. But given this particular situation, the guy did not do anything wrong. Sha. I mean, he's not supposed to have kissed someone a few days later. Sha. That thing can hurt. But she. So for six years, her bath. Ah, you're overreacting. You too, ma. You did bad. Very bad. So Piper said that seeing um, Sam kiss someone else made her feel replaceable. Sam was like, it's like, you, d- you don't understand how I felt about you. You're not replaceable. 
yes, I've been hurt and I'd hurt you without intending to. I take responsibility for my side. However, there was your side. You hadn't spoken to me. You, you, you've not, you didn't even fight with me. That would have been better. You just shot me out. Piper knew he was right, you know. But her pain and pride did not allow her to have sense. She, she, she told him, just forget about the audition, forget about helping me. Um, before Sam tried to stop her, she dismissed him, she drove away. At this point, they were even convinced they won't get the gig because the audition had been awkward. So Sam called Caleb, she, he, met, she, he met up with his friend, and then he now told him about what he'd found out from Piper. Caleb, why didn't you say anything? You knew for years that it was a misunderstanding, but you, you stayed out of it. In Caleb's defense, he's like, Sam said it was over, like you said it was over. And Piper, in typical Piper fashion, did not even tell him anything. So he was not even sure about the misunderstanding or how he could have cleared it. And honestly, the best thing in this kind of situation, if you're a middle man, is stay out of it. Then he and Sam had traveled to their separate colleges, you know, a few weeks later after the whole thing. Fast forward, years had flown by, so... So the only person who had offered any comforting information on Piper was Jane, Caleb's wife. She told Sam that, see, Piper is someone that needs protecting from her own self. She has a difficult time owning up to her feelings until they have any chokehold. So this information that Jane shared with Sam should have been helpful. But at this point, he's like, guy, even what you're saying doesn't even really matter. Uh, Sam, yes, Piper is not the type that opens up her hair. It doesn't matter. Shisha hates me. She wants to stay out, um, stay out of my way. I want to stay out of her. She was like, <laughs> Jane looked at him. I was like, yeah, right. Both of you. Okay. <laughs> this is the end of part A. So we'll finish on Monday. Okay. So did you like this? Oh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review. Just, just your friends with the story too, if you like it. Okay. I will sign off on affiliate um, marketer for the book soon. So some of the stories... I will just really focus on the main storyline. So to get all the side stories and some snippets and some details in the scenes, because this book is really funny, but I can't capture all the funniness because I have to tell it in a concise way. So very soon when I sign up to be an affiliate marketer and some other sponsored and collabs, please, you'll be able to get the book and maybe read the entire thing yourself. So please tell me if you're so excited about this news, because I am. At least I start making money from this podcast. Okay? And yeah. So I'll see you on Monday. Bye.